What You Need to Know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Here's Lindsay Baseball with what we all need to know. So more than 15 years after his retirement from baseball, a Barry Bonds documentary is in production at HBO. Hmm. Notably, Bonds is not involved in the doc yet, but the door remains open for him. HBO wrote in a release, the filmmakers will include a diverse cast of influential figures from Barry Bonds' life and career and the opportunity for Bonds to actively participate and share his firsthand experiences remains available. Uh, The synopsis says that the film will use archival footage and original interviews to chronicle his emergence as one of the game's most talented all-around players and when he rewrote the record book in his late 30s amid controversy. And all throughout Bonds' path to the doorstep of the Hall of Fame was an epic saga of sports, society, and culture in America. They have not uh, released a date yet on that, but it's in production now, so probably sometime late next year. You know, Lindsay, as you were saying all of that, Um, I was looking at you on our YouTube feed and behind you in the studio, right behind you is DeAndre and he is just mowing down this bag of chips. And while you were talking about Barry Bonds, I got really like focused in on DeAndre just crushing those chips. My dog just got caught on camera, just crushing those things. I have a question about the Barry Bonds thing though. Mm, Go ahead. What is that, George? I mean, you know, no offense to DeAndre and his chip-eating ability over there. <laughs> um, is this one of these that's, like, sanctioned by him? Well, they said that as of right now, he's not involved in it, but it sounds like they're trying to get him involved in it. Okay, well, then that's actually worth watching. Yeah, they said that the if door If he's not currently open. involved, yeah. um, then it's worth watching. Yeah. It, I mean, listen, getting him, you would want to get him on the record. I think it makes some sense, but he's not necessarily the most... Um, easiest he's not the honest? easiest guy to get no it's not has to do with honesty he's just not the easiest guy to get and kind of sit down he's had kind of a challenging i guess relationship with the media is how i would position it he's a different guy now barry bonds um he did try to be a uh, a hitting coach for a little while yeah um but yeah i, I just think that i'd be curious to watch it because I, I i mean i've heard so many horror stories uh about covering him but you also had to admire his greatness. I mean, he was a three-time MVP when he was a stick figure in Pittsburgh. So, Dude, I was in college when Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla were the stars of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. And the Steelers... And Sid Bream. Sid Bream coming around Doug for... for Absolutely. Yeah. Keep on going, Bob man. Walk. Okay. All right. Now you're going deeper into the archives. I mean, that was in the, also in the rotation. Throw in Bob John Walk. Smiley in there. Yeah. Andy also. Van Slyke. Andy Van Slyke. I loved. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. But Barry Bonds, that was his town at that time. Yeah. And he was. He was a skinny guy. Um, and I happened to get to know him just a little bit when I was in school. And um, only because on Sundays I'd be in the same. See, George, that's where the sweet life happened, mm-hmm. you know, for Steeler games. Right. You know, I'd watch Bubby Brister take on Warren Moon uh, at the old Three Rivers what, Stadium. What number did Bubby Brister wear? Do you remember? I think he was number six. He was six. Yes. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he was number six. But I can't tell you what number Warren Moon was. And Warren will be listening this afternoon and be serious? pissed at me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Three? Oh, one. I know it was a single digit. One. Yeah, I forgot. How do you, how do you for, forgot. Warren Moon. I know. I get it. Warren will be pissed at me. Be like, you don't remember my number, dude? Oh, he listens? The Hall of Famer. Oh, dude. Every day. Shout Warren out. Moon is a monster, Warren. monster fan of this show. Shout out. Oh, big time. So, Barry Bonds, though, I will tell you guys, um, I loved covering Barry Bonds 
when he was playing because he was such a villain to them and he hated the media mm-hmm. and the media just wanted to get under his skin and he would just fight with everybody. I mean, Pedro Gomez, may he rest in peace. Remember, he used to have to follow him and like during the whole uh, home run chase. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was with him for a couple years. Wow. Um, the year he broke the single season record and then the when he was chasing the, <laughs> the all-time record, um, it was, you know, not an easy, easy... Uh, task yeah. is what I would call it. But here's a weird part. This is the weird part of the story. Yeah. When Barry Bonds got done playing ball and he had, you know, like shrunk down back to like a normal size guy, you know, cuz he wasn't taking all the sauce and he wasn't lifting the way he was. Allegedly. And so, well, not allegedly. I mean, he did it, right, didn't he? No, we never actually did. We never actually had like actual proof of it. Really? Movie. Wasn't he part of like the whole Balco scandal? Right, but there was no like the Balco scandal isn't necessarily proof that he oh. was he was on anything. So we don't really know for sure. Is that really no, the case? No, that's still just speculation. Oh, all right. Cuz his guy never actually admitted to giving him what he was alleged to give him. Okay. Well, so since I don't want us to get sued since nah, we, we already sued. had one time a baseball player tried to get legal implications against yeah. us. I'd try to stay away from that. Well, that guy's a whack job, number one. And number two, um, what? I mean, do you, what, have we said his name? Do people know who we're talking about? Is he going to come after me again for saying whack job? All right, listen. <laughs> Barry Bonds, though, after he shrunk back down, you know what sport he got into, George? What? He got into cycling. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say pickleball. No, cycling. And I've ridden with Barry Bonds. Like, riding bikes with Barry Bonds because he started dating this friend of mine who was an Olympic silver medalist cyclist mm-hmm. girl. So they, you were close to Barry Bonds this way? Yeah. You yeah. were one step removed from Barry Bonds. I had this weird kind of social cycling relationship with the guy. No, but wait, were you riding the e-bike? No, no, no. I was riding a real bike. Oh, okay. Oh, dude, I, was I, was, say, you know, you, I mean, you want to talk about performance enhancers. Dude, I, yeah. I, I'm stronger on the bike. He might be able to hit better home runs, but on the bike... Well, you don't believe that, do you? You're not buying that, are you? All right. All right. That's what you need to know. It's being brought to us by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Hey, coming up in a few, um, Bobby Marks is going to be here, the ESPN NBA cap expert, George. And I know that we, we call him front office insider. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lindsay and I call him I said ESPN cap expert. NBA cap expert. That's yeah. what we call him. His official title is front office insider. See That's that? That's a great title. Front office like insider. He, he is the insider he of was all a, the front a, offices. A, in a front office for many, many years. I like that. I like and that That's title. what we'll call him. Yeah. So we've been talking since the end of the Lakers season, like what are they going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know, where do they go? Where do they put their money in? Mm-hmm. You know, who do they want back? Who mm-hmm. do they not? Who do they need to sign, but they really don't want them, et cetera? Right. Who are like, the rosters going to put on the roster? Who will the rosters ultimately decide belong on the roster? That's right. That's a good question. <laughs> So Bobby will come up in a few minutes. Yes. Okay. Love Bobby. Okay. I don't know. I don't know Bobby. I mean, I'm introducing you. We're introducing you to all these people. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to meet all these basketball people. Yeah. Bobby was in, uh, lives on the West Coast of Florida where you were for your little wedding uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? Is he in Tampa? Uh, Just south. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Meeting the whole world of basketball. Spent my whole, uh, all these years in football. Now meeting all these basketball guys. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's go back. So, So before we get to Bobby. Yeah. Let's go back. So as far as Miami and Denver go, yes. if I told you that the Nuggets swept the Heat in four straight games, absolutely shocking to you? Yes. Okay. Um, and it would be to Vegas, too. Because Vegas has the series going how long? Uh, the top one is Nuggets in 
five, and the second one is Nuggets in seven. Yeah, so people think the Nuggets are going to win this, and at 4-1, I would call that handily. You know, if, if a series goes five games, yeah. even if games are close, if you win a series 4-1, that, that's, that's pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. Even if the score is like one point in four straight games. Seriously. I mean, yeah, we saw a sweep like that a couple years ago between Brooklyn and Boston. Well, we also saw the Lakers get swept out by Denver, and really every game was competitive. For the most part, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to put together this, George. Here's my here In my mind, here's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets are well-rested. Mm-hmm. They've got home court. They were on fire against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think they're healthier as a team. Yeah. And I think of Miami as being somewhat depleted in terms of bodies. I mean, maybe. And I also think of Miami as being tired. But I also think of Miami as being all heart, total perseverance, no quit, no fight, their culture, blah, blah, blah. So, like, on one hand, I could see Denver taking care of business, 4-0, 4-1, but I could see Miami winning this thing. No problem. I mean, I'm not saying, like, easy. I'm just saying I can see them winning this because they are the all-heart franchise. Not this year. Right. They're just the all-heart franchise. Mm-hmm. So you tell me. Handicap the series for me. Heat and seven. That's a result. That's not a handicap. Okay. Um, I don't know the difference. What's the difference? What the difference is I want to know, tell me the story as to why. Oh, um, I think it's fairly... I think the way to beat Denver is you have to control the pace. And by controlling the pace, you have to get to the free throw line. If you can control the free throw line, um, you're, you're in good shape against them. Because I think that they want to play at a much faster pace than most teams um and i think that if they play in a rock fight they're more capable of handling that now than they've ever been but i still think that's the only way you can remain competitive with them it's why i was hoping that lebron would be healthier to be able to get to the free throw line more frequently to then give them a chance to be able to win some of those games and 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 have a chance to win the series Mm -hmm. but we clearly saw that he wasn't himself so um, I didn't see that. What didn't you? What do you mean? I didn't see that LeBron wasn't himself. I mean, you didn't? No, I saw him score 31 points and a half. Is that not him? Yeah, but that's my point is he couldn't do that consistently. Right. That's why we had that whole debate. I was like, yeah, we finally got the LeBron game. No, we got the LeBron half. No, and we got the LeBron game. And then you said, no, did you not see his defensive effort? It was Im- impressive. And then I said, no, because you called me a box score watcher. You are. Yeah. So... No, I didn't. And I thought we saw LeBron. Yeah. I didn't realize that two weeks later, we're still going with the excuse of his foot was really, really hurt. Well, that was just my way to relate the story to the local audience here in Los Angeles, because that's what we were talking about at the time, since these two teams don't really have very many ties outside of Pat Riley um, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I figured that'd be a good way to make that happen. Boy, nice job by you. Yeah. Very nice work. So Outstanding. Um, I, I still feel like the the way to beat Denver is still exactly what I said for the Lakers. I think that you got to control the pace. Um, I think that you almost have to kind of, now Miami for whatever reason has done a really good job on Jokic. Um, I think he's only averaging like 20 points a game against them for whatever reason in his career. And who will they, who will Miami throw at Jokic the way everybody uh, expected Anthony Davis to be able to win that uh, battle? Bam Adebayo will be that guy. Um, you know, he's a four-time All-NBA defensive player at 25 years old, so he's a very good defender. He's undersized compared to Jokic. He's undersized compared to a lot of these guys, but he does a good job against most of these guys. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, the key is also he has to stay out of foul trouble. But I think offensively, Miami has to control the pace. They have to get to the free throw line. And if they get Tyler Hero back and he can play off the bench, which is where he's best suited, then he's another guy that can get to the free throw line with some frequency and help them again continue to control the pace. It can't just be Jimmy. I know, but Tyler Hero comes back from this broken bone in his hand. I don't know what to expect from the guy. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, I don't expect him to forget how to shoot the basketball, though. No, but I don't know that he's going to be what he was before a broken hand and he's been no, out for all these weeks. but that's why they're going to play him at home first, is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, game three. All right. Outsider, insider, around the corner, okay. because I have a lot of outsider questions for the insider. Oh, I haven't even scratched the surface. Oh, wow. Haven't even scratched the surface. Look at you. Yep. But coming up I next. Mean, we'll, we'll get to that itch then later, I guess. Front office insider yeah. from ESPN. Yeah. Bobby Marks is going to be here. Yes. Are you ready? I Stay ready. You don't have to get ready. That's next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I know a lot of people give me a hard time on Tuesdays when I wear sunglasses in the studio. Because you want to be Corey Hart? No, I only do it on Tuesdays, though. Only on Lit. Only on Live Imaging Tuesdays do I wear glasses in the studio. What, Laura? It only hurts on Tuesdays. No, it hurts today. Hurts horribly today. Mm. The lights in here are ridiculous. There's Mm -hmm. no need for this much light. Mm. See, that's why you can't be a TV star like Bobby Marks. Bobby Marks, ESPN front office insider on Sedano and Cap. Hi, Bobby. How are you? I would. That star is a stretch. Oh um, come on! So I pre- <laughs> listen. Not only I'm are you a TV great. star, but immediately when everyone needs to know anything about anything regarding a <laughs> roster, the first person they have to email or text is you. You're a pretty big star, in my opinion. I appreciate it. How are you guys today? We're good. I would say we're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. I was a little hurt earlier today because George took his family to the Dodger game and didn't throw me an invite at the last minute. Well, hey, you could have taken your family to Universal on Monday and had a six-year-old behind you projectile vomit all over my back. You know, that could have been, you know, that could have been uh, how you spent your Monday there. Was that on a ride and somebody else's kid threw up on your back? It was. It wasn't even a ride. It was the um, what is it? The tour when they go to the backstage uh, and you look at all. It was, but it was on. Yeah, someone sitting behind me. Yeah. And, and did you? Uh, were you wearing like a poncho or something so that you could take it no. off? And th- no. No. Did you no, smell no. like puke the rest of the day? 
Uh, well, the sweatshirt was in a bag, so... Oh, right. um, well, there you go. Yeah. That's true. You could jo- that, The good thing about a place like that is you could buy another shirt, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to L.A., Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> Up next for you, a seagull will drop one on you, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, there you go. What else can we find? It's Santa Monica, uh, you know, in the Santa Monica Pier. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, glad you're here, though, because uh, since the Lakers were knocked out, I think all George and I have been trying to figure out is what will the Lakers do? Or what can they even do? Yeah. Right. And, like, I've been reading these reports about D'Angelo Russell, and George yeah. has been sitting here trying to explain to me how this can all happen. How can the Lakers sign him, even if they don't want him, and then move him? Could you kind of explain that? Yeah, I mean, that's the path where you're keeping, you know, certainly Austin Reeves is a keeper, and then you're, you're keeping Rui also. That's, that's, that's the path. I guess that's, I guess, one of the three or three, I guess, three options that they have or they could have here. Basically, you would have, it, it all comes with the cooperation of another team. That's the beauty of it. I mean, you would have to have, you know, whether it be Dallas or Toronto, whether it be Irving or Fred Van Vliet, it's basically a simultaneous signing trade. Um, and Russell certainly has to agree to it too. So there's a lot of moving parts there where, yeah, you're basically, it's a signing trade where you're, you know, it's it actually what it's, it's similar to what happened when he was in Brooklyn, when he got traded to golden state for Kevin Durant, where you're, we're trading D'Angelo Russell and whatever he's going out with it, whether likely draft picks or other players here and, um, you know, Dallas or, you know, Toronto is sending you back one of those point guards. But as I said, it's, you know, it's a matter of, do they? Do those teams feel like they're going to lose each, either player for nothing, and they would want, you know, the 17th pick in the draft and a 2029 first and Jared Vanderbilt and you know some other parts there? Um, that's the yeah, that's the way you know as far as to keep both guys, Hutchmore and Reeves, and also try to get one of those um, you know elite point guards that are out there. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, with us here. So, Bobby, does that hard cap them in that scenario, the Lakers? Yes. It does. So then it, what it does is it probably limits you as far as, you know, the number, whoever, you know, whatever point guard it would be. It's not, it wouldn't be, you know, for Kyrie, it wouldn't be at $46 million. You'd still have to be in that 30 to 30 to 35 range. It probably limits you as far as what you can use with your non-taxman level, which is at 12-2. Um, and then you're, I mean, you're, and then you're usually just throwing out the roster with veteran minimums. Um, but yeah, you've got to fit all that under 169.5 million dollars, which would be, uh, which would be the hard cap. Certainly doable, but uh, you know, certainly a lot of moving parts there. Well, especially when LeBron and AD account for like 90 million of that already. <laughs> that's yeah, and that's going to be you know that's the and Rob Plinkus talked about it as far as um, you know with this new collective bargaining agreement. It's it's hard. When you have, you know, certainly two players making that much, and then you had a third. So if you had three players earning 130, let's say, for example, it just puts a lot of pressure on you to a draft well, um, retain your free agents, or to kind of do what Miami's been able to do is find those um, non-drafted, under the radar guy that kind of, you know, filled, turned into developmental projects, and now are playing a key role. It, it so is it worth it then? Tra- you know, signing and trading Russell. Um, as opposed to letting him walk because of the hard cap scenario? I think it's worth it if it's one of those two point guards, certainly Kyrie or Fred. And then, as I said, if you get to keep those, you know, you know uh, Hachimura and Reeves, I think it certainly is. Um, you know, but it, it limits you as far as what your, um, 
you know, what you would have as far as, you, I guess, filling out your bench. If you let D'Angelo go um, just in general, then you're basically left with that, that non-tax mid-level, which is like $12.2 million to go out. And I don't know, maybe it's Dennis Schroeder. Maybe you're going out and filling other needs as far as what your bench is going to be. Um, you would probably be able to, if you're going to keep Malik Beasley, um, you could do that also because, you know, you wouldn't be hard cap. So it's a different way to kind of build out build out your roster. Certainly um, what Irving or Van Vliet would certainly help a lot. Um, but as I said, it kind of restricts you on the back end. Bobby Marks is the ESPN NBA front office insider. He's on Sedano and Cap. So, Bobby, as far as Kyrie Irving, like I'm vehemently opposed to the Lakers trying to sign Kyrie Irving. But I, I, I want to know from a front office perspective, from somebody who's worked in those front offices, is it a no-brainer for everybody? Like, hey, he's a great talent. Or isn't everybody seeing what the rest of us are seeing, which is he's a chronic pain in the ass? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it depends on like I said, you know, back in February when everything was going on, like Kyrie Irving's a max player, but he's a max player on a year to year basis, right? Like it's hard for me if I'm working in a front office to commit three years or four years to Kyrie Irving, and that's the beauty of it. That like, we're going to learn a lot about the Lakers as far as how long are they willing to kind of commit contracts wise, because you've got you know LeBron's got a. Um, you know, player option for next year. So is Anthony Davis. So are you willing to, let's say if Kyrie Irving does become available and you can get him, you know, sign and trade has to be a minimum of three years on the contract. So are you willing to commit three or four years to a player that could be on your roster when James and Davis are not? I mean, that's, that's the big question. And that's, that's where I would have to, you know, really kind of um, dive in deep with my owner and my player to personnel department here. But for one year, yeah, I, I, I take them for one year. But when you're asking, you know, three years, four years, that's kind of where I would probably certainly draw a line in the sand. I love Van Vliet. He's the guy of all those point guards that have been rumored. Um, I guess Trey Young was for a second. Um, it, he makes the most sense to me. He doesn't need the ball. Um, he can shoot the ball. He can defend at a pretty high level. Uh, he's been on a championship team as well. Uh, it also helps, I would imagine, that he's a clutch client now, too. Um, but I, I think all those, forget about the last part, but all those other things, I think, uh, fit what you would want if you're the Lakers and LeBron, and, and if you're LeBron and AD. No, I agree. I, and I think, you know, certainly less maintenance, I would think, um, with, with Fred as far as, you know, he could probably just slide in right right away. And, you know, you know he's as you said, he's been in big spots before. He's won a championship in Toronto. Um I don't think he has to play the minutes that he did in Toronto. I mean, he's always been up in the top four, top five in, in minutes played. So I think you can manage his minutes a little bit better. Um, and yeah, but it, it's a matter of, you know, it's basically kind of what doing what Toronto did, I guess it was two years ago with Kyle, when they did that sign and trade with, uh, with the Heat, as far as if, if, you know, if Fred and Vliet's not part of their future and they don't want to lose him for nothing, um, can you turn him into something, whether it be draft picks or, you know, some other players? All right. Hey, Bobby, do me a favor if you can, because I think everybody agrees that Rui and Austin Reeves are like top priorities for the Lakers. What what kind of contracts, just, just estimate what these two contracts might look like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Austin's, you know, is, is in a unique spot. He's got uh, what we call early bird rights. So the max that the Lakers can sign him to is roughly four years, $53 million. Okay, that's from the Lakers' perspective. There's teams out there, let's say, for example, Houston, that has cap space that can come in and give an offer of more than that. So if the Rockets wanted to offer four for 80, for example, here, 
the Lakers have the right to match um, any offer sheet, even though they're limited on their end. Um, they can offer, they can match that. What happens is though, the back end is you know th- years three and four um, are ba- basically backloaded, and you know it's basically like twenty five and twenty six. I mean, there's a whole method to the madness here, but. So for Lakers, it's you know for from their perspective, four for fifty three. If he wants to go out and shop, that he can. Um, from what I understand, they're willing to match any offer sheet. I think Rui's a little bit you know different, just because um, you know there's really no ceiling as far as what they can offer. I always thought he was probably a fourteen million dollar guy. Um, you know, fourteen fifteen million dollar guy. I think I, I think he can play starter minutes. I think it, it's. I'm not there yet as far as him being your everyday starter playing sixty five games. 30 minutes. I need to see more. So I'm not willing to go 16 to $18 million, but I think you're in a good comfort level if you're in that 14, $15 million range. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider with us here. Yeah, I'm with you on all that. Uh, Cappy, what he was describing was, uh, I was trying to explain, Bobby, to Cap here, what the poison pill contract was like. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's called, yeah, so the uh, it's, it's called the arenas provision here where it doesn't, like, if you have a guy on a two-year contract who's a restricted free agent, um, before this pr- rule was put in place, you could lose them for nothing here. And it, the poison pill, which is basically a backloaded contract, where the first, you know, it's basically the first two years are, you know, for Austin it would be like twelve, and then twelve two, okay, and then the third and fourth year it's like twenty-five, twenty-six million dollars, right? It basically it's a balloon payment. We saw it in Brooklyn. Brooklyn did it with Tyler Johnson. Um, I guess it was like six or seven years ago. Yeah. Um, basically, it went from five to nineteen. Jeremy right? Lin it was like also, a huge, right? yeah, it's a huge jump, and you basically pay the price in the back, you know, the back, you know, the back end of it here. So um, that's what you would be staring at as far as if uh, if he did go out and get an offer sheet and from another team. But you know, I think you almost have to back. You know, based where you are with your picks, you basically do have to you know match whatever is going to be out there. Bobby Marks joining us here. One more before we let you go. Um, the Clippers, uh, they have some decisions, obviously, as well, coming up here pretty soon. They're about to open up a building. Would you re-sign those guys to long-term extensions if you were oh, running that show? man, that's a tough one. I mean, because you see the when they're healthy, and that's a big if, what, you know, what both can do here. You know, they both got um, – Kawhi could be extended right off the bat. Uh, Paul, I think, is in September – if I extended them, I'm not doing another four years. Um, you know, maybe two years. I can't. I can't do four years, two hundred and ten million dollars with both guys. I just. I just couldn't do it. Um, but the other end, can you walk into a building? Um, you know, basically with half your roster, a brand new building without either player. That's that's hard for me. But you know, what's the value of both when they go into free agency in 2024? Can they go out and get $50 million from a team? I, I don't think so, how these rules are going to be set up here. So I'd be interested in doing some type of extension, but it, it wouldn't be the full four years. Mm. Bobby, um, just getting back to the beginning of all of this, so a six-year-old threw up on your back yeah. at Universal Studios. <laughs> and I'm just curious, like if I were the parents of the kid who threw up all over you, man, I'd just feel so bad. Yeah. I'd be trying to clean you, you know, off. No, 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 that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the case. They actually tried to stay on the ride until somebody had to tell them they had needed to get off the, uh, the, the, off the ride. So, wow. no, there was no... Um, there was no um, apologies at all, though. We did get free food vouchers, and uh, we did get fast passes for all the rides. Oh, there so you go. Wasn't too, it wasn't too, um, you know, to Mario Kart, so I, I guess it wasn't worth the um, getting thrown up on. 
It sounds like Universal took care of you, and the the parents of the puker did not really yeah, see, have be, any remorse. I, I would be mortified. Never if to I be would. seen again. Right. <laughs> I'd be mortified. Again, welcome to L.A., Bobby. <laughs> thanks, guys. All right, thanks again. <laughs> Bobby, great to have you, man. Thank Appreciate you. Hey, guys. Thank you. All right, George, before we get to Radio Tinder, yeah. you know that 50 Cent is coming to Irvine for the final lap tour? I heard about this. Did you know about this? I did hear about it. We are giving away a chance to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Get Rich or Die Trying tour. You feeling me on this? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Are you guys ready to give this away right now, baseball? Yes? Okay, here's how you can win right now. Call 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Caller number Salm is going to win a pair of tickets to see 50 Cent, the final lap tour with Busta Rhymes and Jeremiah at Five Point Amphitheater on September 1st. You can purchase tickets at LiveNation.com, but we're giving them to you right now. Caller 7, you're a winner, and Radio Tinder is next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, yeah. You like this, do you? It's a little old, but takes me back for sure. Ah. All of a sudden, it just kind of hit me and I started shaking. You know what I'm saying? It's like Guy. Do you know who was in Guy? Some guy. <laughs> Multiple guys. Oh. <laughs> some some dude was in guy <laughs> Teddy Riley you know Teddy Riley who'd he play for he didn't play for anyone oh sound like a ball player yeah he uh was the creator of what did they call that style of music was it New Jack Swing really there was a genre called New Jack Swing yeah I've never heard of it is this Teddy after Riley? New Jack City this is like uh, I'm not really but um it's like a style this is very similar you know, it's this kind of style of music. I don't know that I'd be able to identify New Jack. What, what's I mean, it called New Jack what? Swing. Swing. You're New listening Jack's. to it right now. No, I know. But then if you were like, yo, what genre would you call this? I'd be like, is it New Jack Swing? Maybe? And you're like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. New Jack Swing. New there Jack Swing. How about that? Sounds like a, like a serious channel that would be called like Cool Hits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not New Jack Swing, but good, good pull, George. Way to go, Georgie. Nice work by you. Hey, listen to this. So, is it remotely possible? I'm just going to run this by you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Is it remotely possible that LeBron James could retire temporarily? Tired, body beat up, 20 years in the NBA, all the postseasons he played. I mean, it's like, it's like playing 23, 24 years, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it possible... That what LeBron did this past weekend on Monday when the the Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals was happening, is it possible that when he sent out that quote-unquote cryptic message on Instagram? Right. I didn't see it. Lindsay told me about it. It was the Jay-Z song. Yeah, yeah. Off the Black Album, as you may recall. Yes. Okay? Not New Jack Swing. No, no. I don't think so. I'm supposed to be number one on everybody list. 
We'll see what happens when I no longer exist. See the way I did that right there? Very rappy. Very hip-hoppy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, is it- Very also cringy. It was, kind of. It was also super (laughs) 53-year-old white guy. It really was. It really was. You know? I mean- I think you I'm honestly that. I think I'm honestly better off quoting Bad Bunny in Espanol si. than I am reading Jay Z in English. Yeah. Mm. You don't think? Mm. No. So Yo no soy malo, nah, baby. Eso es un gimmick, pero el sol es pera calienta más que el de Phoenix y yo lo sabe. See, that's probably better. It's funny because every I just realized now when I listened to that, every time you were struggling to find the word, you as you were reading it, you just went, eh, 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 yeah, eh. In between, much. it's always, eh, 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 eh. Like, if we just cut out the words, it would just literally you be going, eh, 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 eh. Uh. That's how you do it. Ah. Uh. Sounds the same. And now let's hear him again. If there was music behind that, you wouldn't know the difference between bad Cappy and Actually, bad Actually, I bet you Laura can find the uh, instrumental and put it right behind it. Oh, yeah. If you give her a few minutes. Yeah. I bet you she could do that. We'll work on that. Well, here's the question. Oh, LeBron, yes. LeBron. Back to LeBron. Yeah, retirement. So after Jay-Z put out that album and put out that song. There was a retirement and then a return. Correct. Yeah. So is that what you're alluding to? I'm not, but your boy is. Hmm. Hmm. Who's my boy? I would never come up with stuff like this. Yeah. I'm not. No, because you didn't know that. Uh, I mean, I, did Lindsay tell you that's what happened? No. Oh. No. Did you read into it? No, here's what happened. Oh, you read I, it in a story somewhere? Correct. Oh, okay. uh, your, your boy. Which boy? Johan Buha. Jovan. Jovan? Yes. What do I keep calling him? Johan? Johan A- Buha. Different A-O-V-A-N. dude. V-A-N. Yeah. Different guy. That's yeah. my guy. You're thinking like Johan Santana? No, I'm thinking Johan Buha is my guy. Jovan. And Jovan Buha is your guy. Different, different people. All right. Your boy put out a piece today in The Athletic. Okay. And he had what he called a mailbag. So, right. you know, so people yeah, are asking yeah. him questions. Send him right? emails. Yeah. Right? So somebody asked him, is it possible that LeBron either retires or is not on the Lakers next season? Is that even remotely possible? And your boy, Jovan, says, hey, you know what? Based on LeBron's kind of Jay-Z message this past week. Maybe. Maybe he just needs a year away from the game. Right. Let his body heal. And then by next year, the following season, LeBron and Bronny could play together. Well, but that, yeah, that would mean that his Lakers contract would be done at that point. Possible? Because remember, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. I said from the very beginning Mm -hmm. that I predict LeBron James becomes the athletic director at USC. He works out with the basketball team and practices with them every day. Don't see that happening. And then, after Bronny has a great year Mm -hmm. and goes in the first round, then LeBron gives up his athletic director role at USC Mm -hmm. and moves back into an NBA team, he and Bronny together. Right. Possible? Anybody? Probably not, is my guess. No, not looking good, huh? Yeah, I the don't athletic think so. director part, no, but the other part, maybe. <laughs> Definitely the athletic director part, no. Okay, you take really, out. You really, really want to like be friends with him and be like, hey, you know, I was friends with the last AD. Right. You know, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, Why would know? LeBron ever want to be an AD? I'll just take care of Bronny for the year, you know, just figurehead. You know, yeah. It's fundraising. Yeah. Or you just, know? you know, they pay someone well to do that. I was just going to say, they're probably going to go with a real administrator, is my guess. Well, maybe it's one of LeBron's dudes. You know, maybe it's somebody from LeBron's well, there organization. There was a list out, and I don't think uh, they have any. You didn't see LeBron. Rich Paul on that list? I did not. Hmm. First of all, Rich Paul would be losing a ton of money becoming an AD. I'm sure he would. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's for the community, George. It's for the kids. Yeah. 
You know, it's for the good of the kids. So nobody sees LeBron retiring, right? Like he's already like it's already been hinted at through McMiniman. No, but, uh, but, but the McMin- questions. But McMiniman even said most recently in his recent uh, column about the Lakers' options that he was told that sor- his sources close to James said that he'll be likely be back in a leg uniform for season twenty-one. Well, Johan says ten percent. Johan. Johan says ten percent <laughs> chance. Ten percent chance LeBron is not back as a Laker next that season. That he pulls a Jay Z af- after right. the black tour right and the after, black album after the song what more can i say right and then he comes back like a boxer where it's like i'm not retired anymore right, right. or like michael except he's not going to play baseball mm-hmm. in this case you want him to be an ad right and work out with the team every day as opposed to playing with ad right yeah i want him to play the role of ad without ad correct yeah you, mm. you really got that mm. shout out to yovan I'm glad you got his name right. I, just, I said Vaughn. I didn't know if it was Vaughn or Vaughn or Johan. Anyway, might be. All right, stick around. St- uh, plenty more still to get to. Oh, by the way, yeah. um, you know, I told you earlier they're doing a, uh, a Mandy's rehearsal today. Uh huh. I mean, we can call Christopher. I would love time. to do that. You know, we should reach out, see if he's available. I would love to. I'd love to hear his thoughts on our flip flop today. Okay, me too. Yeah. Um, also, on the way, NBA Insider versus NBA Outsider. Is that coming up right now? It's coming up. No way. I promise you. Okay. Stick around. Mm. This is Sedano and Cap. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. One thing you need to know today. Today is National Flip-Flop Day. I think of flip-flops as being footwear. George thought of flip-flops as let's flip and flop. So today I'm driving. Mm Mm-hmm. How's it feel to ride shotgun? Oh, so much easier. Oh my God, I love my role as shotgun. I used to drive and drive and drive. Now I love riding shotgun. You drive. But you're driving, I'm driving today. Today. All right. Yeah. I need need the mental break. You do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's Lindsay Baseball with what we all need to know. So actor Al Pacino is set to become a father again at the age of 83, as his 29-year-old partner, Noor Alfala, is currently eight months pregnant with his fourth child. Pacino has a 33-year-old daughter, Julie Marie, with acting coach Jan Tarrant, and 22-year-old twins Anton and Olivia with actor Beverly D'Angelo. He joins a growing list of older fathers. At the age of 79, actor Robert De Niro has recently welcomed his seventh child. So that's what you need to know. More old guys having babies. Wow. Wow. I, I, I mean, listen, I get that this notion that, well, these kids will be taken care of, blah, 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 yada, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wait a second. Blah, 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 yada, 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 and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I get all that nonsense, but the reality is this. These kids are not going to have fathers for very long. It sucks. (laughs) I mean, he is right. (laughs) I mean, he is right, and it is true. Just the way he verbalized it was very funny to me. I got to respect Al Pacino. You say he's 83? Yep. And his... Wife? Is she 29. wife? 29? His partner. I don't think they're married, but oh. I don't know. Wow, 29. Jeez, I wonder what her grandfather thinks. He's probably dead. Well, her grandfather, let's just say probably he's 45 years older, right? Yeah. Her grandfather could be like 75. Yeah, he's probably younger. Al Pacino, 29-year-old <laughs> woman. Wow, is it gross for who? For him or her? All of it. She's oh, it is? It's disgusting? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's I think, just wrong. I think when, I don't know, I just feel like it's a very, very large age gap. That's, you know. You think? Really? Yeah. 40 something years, think, right? You think 55 years is 55, a little too much? Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, yeah. That's too much. Yeah. Do you think she looks at him naked and she's like, 
you look amazing. Probably. Like I used to date these 25-year-old guys with six-pack abs and seven studs in the middle of their, you know, the height of their their careers. And you, sir, 83 years old, you are looking good, man. I'm sure she to says each their own. whatever he wants her to say. Uh-huh. To each because their own. she's probably got a pretty great lifestyle. I knew a girl who was 47 years old. Mm-hmm. She married a guy who was like 84, 85 years old, right? Okay. They did the, um, what's the turkey baster where they make the babies, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what do they call that? Intro fertilization. In vitro, yeah. Intro, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. And and so... Did you say turkey baster? I mean, that's what I see in my mind, you know what no, I mean? Okay. George is like just disgusted. George has just had Moving it Moving on from that, okay. This lady mm-hmm. married this much, much, much older guy. She'd never had any kids in her life. Okay. This guy in vitroed her right and then they had the baby and the baby was born and i swear to you this guy died like five days later like and he was in his mid 80s and i'm like well what what was that all about and she's like well that's how he took care of me he gave me the baby and that's how i got all the money like she was not bashful about it so i mean 29 year old woman well she used to date mick jagger before she started dating al so. Yeah, really? so apparently she's got a thing for older guys yep well older go. famous guys that is what you need to know Brought to you by... You're just flipping and flopping and taking back over, aren't yeah, you? Because that really just bothered you, the whole turkey just, baster it, thing? It's just not it's very sensitive. Really? Yeah. What I actually mean, know I'm, somebody that uh, tried to go through in vitro. And I know. Really I know the process. I know tons it's of people. I know tons of people that have gone through in vitro. Move by you. Why? Saying turkey baster? It's that's just, not jerky. It's, that's, it's not even remotely jerky. It is jerky. No, it's not. I know lots of people have gone through in vitro. Okay. Spent a lot of money. Yeah, but just... It's really hard on the woman's body, just letting you know. That's not cool. I know somebody who's going through in vitro right now, and she's like six months pregnant. So, and turkey baster is not really offensive, George. I think you're making more offensive of it. is not what I said though. Well, I well, just well. said it's a jerky move. But watch jerky. Just it's insensitive. Not not insensitive. Okay, it's well, just we, a way we'll of agree saying to disagree. It. Yeah, it's just a way Go of ahead, saying it. Go ahead, keep driving. Well, you want to you want to drive now? You want to flippy flop again? No, no flippy flop. You want to flip? I'll flop. I'm just not taking part in a conversation that I feel like is jerky. It's not jerky at all. Okay. What you need to know is brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Here's a jerky conversation coming up for you. Ready? Yeah. It is time now. For NBA insider versus NBA outsider. Are you ready to go? Sure. Can you recover? I'm fine. You sure I'm about a professional. this? professional. You are, huh? Yeah. All right. Here we go. You said, George Sedano. I did. That the Nuggets had more playmakers than the Lakers. Do it's you recall what, that? That's not what I said. I said they had more impact players. That's different than playmakers. Playmakers are people who move the ball around and you know create for others, et cetera, et cetera. And, and what did you say? Impact players. And what is that? Impact players are guys who have a way to impact the game, but it's not necessarily playmaking. Uh-huh. You said the Nuggets had more impact players than the Lakers. I did. Do the Nuggets have more impact players than the Heat? It's a good question. Um, I would say probably. Um, clearly, they have the two-time MVP, Jamal Murray. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope. The two-time MVP, Jamal Murray? No, and Jamal Murray. That's a comma. Got it. Didn't hear that part. Jamal Murray. Okay. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Michael Porter Jr. um, Bruce Brown. Um, Then after that, it gets a little dicey. Um, And then Miami has Jimmy and Bam for sure. I mean, the way Caleb Martin's playing, you got to include him in the conversation at the moment. If Hero comes back, that's a fourth guy, which I think he will come back at some point. Um, no, but I would say they have they have a deeper 
roster though, deeper bench than than the Nuggets do, even though that all those guys may not be regular contributors to being impactful players. All right. NBA insider versus NBA outsider. Yeah. Here's question number two. You said, you notice how a lot of these start with you said, mm-hmm. you said the Heat were depleted due to injury. In fact, at one point you thought that the Celtics were going to come back and beat the Heat because of the bodies. I didn't say they would come back and beat. I said that if they don't come back and beat them, then, you know, this is more representative of who they are if they can't beat a depleted Heat team. So who are the Heat? From a health status perspective. By the way, all these things that I said are not things I said. Oh, I'm making them all up. I mean, it sounds like I guess so. I guess so. What is the health status of the Heat going into the finals? Because Um, I perceive Denver as being fully loaded. They are healthy, but there's the rest versus rust scenario here. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I don't know what Jimmy's health status is because he doesn't look like he has the explosion he had earlier in the... Celtics series but they'll have three days off and three days in the NBA is a long time for guys and there's going to be only one game in this series where there will only be like every other day kind of thing like only one day's rest so there's going to be at least two days rest for every game um so I guess he'll be okay I think that will suit him uh Hero will be back I think Vincent will be fine by then I mean he played pretty well I thought the other night um didn't look like the ankle was too bad. He only missed one game. So I feel like they're as healthy as they've been, I guess, since the Knicks series. I feel like Tyler Hero coming back. Remember when John Morant got hurt, hurt his hand in that Lakers series? Mm-hmm. And we were all like, well, is he going to come back? And if he does, what's he going to be? And, and when he came back, didn't John Morant have like that one really high-scoring offensive mm-hmm. game? I don't remember how many points he scored in that like game. 40, yeah. But we all were like, well, even if he comes back, what's he going to be? And that's what I think about with Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. What's he really going to be? Well, he's going to, I mean, it's different, right? He's not going to start like Ja did. He would come off the bench, probably play 20 to 25 if he's hitting shots. Like, that's what he's got to do. Like, he's he's a playmaker. He can hit shots. He's a three-level scorer. He's also, at times, been a little bit of a liability on defense. So I think a lot of that will depend on if his offense is clicking, then he's worth keeping on the floor. All right. NBA insider versus the NBA outsider. I have heard you say many times. Many times. Eric Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA. Yes. Is it easy to be the best coach in the NBA when your entire career you've had Pat Riley upstairs advising you? Oh, I think actually much harder, I would say. I don't think he, as a matter of fact, I don't think there's a lot of that that happens. I don't think a lot of, there hasn't been very much of that even since, you'd have to go back to like the first year of LeBron. So Riley is really hands-off. In regards to the coaching stuff? Yeah. Advising the coach. I don't mean like he's sitting there setting starting lineups. No, he hasn't. He he It's Eric's show. I mean, when LeBron allegedly, according to reports, wanted Riles to come down, um, and Riles told him, no, it's Spoh's show. And there you go. So, you know, there's a famous story that Pat told me that he, he then, it was in one of these books that Ian Thompson wrote, about how he tried to during I think during those Indiana series when Miami was playing those guys with Wade and LeBron and Bosch where he showed up to Eric's room he knocked on the door with a bottle of wine and two glasses and Eric grabbed the bottle and one glass and pushed him out the door allegedly and then that was the last he heard of him (laughs) during that series all right last one NBA insider versus NBA outsider going outside of the finals but here's something 
The general manager from the Golden State Warriors resigned earlier this week. The general manager from the Clippers moved to Washington for, I guess, a higher status kind of a job. Is it possible that Bob Myers could end up as general manager of the Clippers? No, because the Clippers general manager is still Lawrence Frank. So unless they fire Lawrence Frank, I don't see Bob Myers coming to the Clippers. And if he's going to leave, I think... If well, I had, who was it that left the Clippers then? Michael Winger. He was the assistant GM. Okay. So the Wizards. Gotcha. Um, I don't think Bob Myers taking a job right away. If I had, if I were actually guessing, Bob Myers does one of two things. He sits out for a little bit or he goes on TV somewhere. Well, he's a handsome gentleman. You know, I mean, we've seen guys do TV before. Uh, David Griffin did it in between jobs from Cleveland to New Orleans. And uh, he came on the show actually and kind of, Gave us uh, a lot of insight into what he thought about Brandon Ingram, who eventually became the centerpiece for the AD deal. So, Well, there you have it. Um, so, yeah, if I had to guess, Bob Myers on television or just chilling. All right. NBA Insider versus NBA Outsider. Is there more? That's it. Oh. There's four questions. Oh. It's four questions. Okay. It's like, uh, you know, it's like the youngest at the table asks the four questions. Manish Tanai, you're familiar with this? No. No, you don't know anything about this, do you? No. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing for yeah. my people. I'm not really religious. No. Yeah. And not Jewish either. Right. So, There's that part of yeah. the equation, too. I mean, those two big parts of it. Two big parts. Yeah. Coming up, I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of a debate yesterday. We did. About Tom Brady. And you said, yet again, you can't be a player in this league if you're an owner in this league. But wait a second. The NFL might change their rules to accommodate Tom Brady and the Raiders. Let's get to that next. This is Sedano and Cap.